This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Welcome to Get Connected. We've got an absolutely fantastic show for you this week. Uh, we've got some really big news from one of the biggest companies in the world. And our host, Mike Agarbo, is actually overseas joining us from Germany, uh, where he is at IFA. So, uh, Mike, welcome. Thanks uh, for having me. <laughs> it's kind of weird uh, having you guys there back in the studio and uh, me uh, away, but uh, excited to talk about some of the cool gear that I uh, saw over here and also, of course, all the Apple announcements uh, today. So in studio, uh, I'm Graham Williams, and we've also got John Beeler here from uh, Get Connected. And so uh, we've got a couple of things that we want to talk about. Should we, should we kick it off with Apple? Yeah. Do the rundown? I think, think so. Do the rundown. So, uh, you know, we, we joined Apple on, uh, on Tuesday this week uh, with their reveal of a bunch of new stuff. And there were, there were a couple of things. Now, in order of importance, what would you say? Ooh, I think we're all going to have a different list depending on who, what's more important to us. Mike, what was most exciting for you? Uh, I don't, well, it's all exciting stuff, but uh, let's start with the Apple uh, TV announcement. Uh, Apple's getting into the whole uh, streaming content game, uh, much like Netflix and Crave TV and, uh, of course, Disney Plus uh, coming to Canada as well. And so it's kind of interesting. uh, They're launching into that whole content uh, game. They're spending billions of dollars, and they finally made an announcement on pricing and availability. So from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, November 1st, it will be available, uh, obviously cross-platform on all the Apple devices, uh, other devices, I think like Roku TVs, even Samsung TVs, which I, I thought was interesting. And here in Canada, five ninety nine a month for a family subscription. So that, I think, is an absolutely incredible price. A lot of us were thinking that this was going to come in around the Netflix premium price, which here in Canada is $13.99 a month. The other interesting thing, though, they did announce is that if you buy any of the major Apple devices, you get it free for a year. So that's, you know, we're looking at almost a $70 savings right. at that point. So uh, now on, on top of the in the announcement that they've got original content coming, they've got some shows coming, right? There's one from Steve Carell. But I think the one that they were really proud of was C with Jason Momoa. Which was filmed locally. Yes, it was. Yeah, actually, a lot of my friends worked on that show. Uh, my, I'm seeing it sort of in my social feeds <laughs> showing up now as Sexy Blind Aquaman, uh, which is a really <laughs> reductive way of looking at this. Um, now, the, the interesting thing is that they did have uh, people who are blind and people who are low vision consulting on this show. So it, it is, you know, accurate as, as far as this could be. It kind of gave me a Waterworld vibe. Yeah. Yeah, like that post-apocalyptic future world where you sort of have to figure out what's going on and they've sort of moved on from what we know as how people get along and stuff like that. And then you add in the blind factor where no one can see if they're adults. That's pretty interesting. That sounds like a reality show, the blind factor. <laughs> yes. Um, so, we, so we've got Apple TV Plus, five ninety nine, uh, as along with another service, which was uh, Apple Arcade, which they've been talking about since WWDC in June. Yes. And so this is another service, which I imagine will probably also be $5.99 for a family subscription, which I think, I mean, you know, Mike, to your point there, this is, this is kind of a big deal for people who have more than one, more, more than one Apple account uh, on, on their Apple family plan. Yes. And now I've got Apple Music right now on my family plan. Mike, same thing? Yeah, uh, you know, obviously that's a little bit more. I think that's coming in at fourteen ninety nine a month. But I don't have a problem with that because I'm getting literally twenty million songs. I guess my question to you guys is, uh, with the new Apple TV plan, 
I know six bucks a month sounds cheap, but there's not a lot of content out of the gate. Is it going to be worth it? And you know, you look at, for example, Disney Plus. What is that in the eight dollar price range? But you get Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, is there enough new shiny content uh, for people to to bite bite the apple? Well, I wonder if that's also why they gave it free for a year to sort of get you into it if you buy a device, right? Um, But I also would have liked to have seen a bundle of some kind, you know, with Apple Music, the TV stuff, as well as the arcade stuff. Well, because I mean, I right now per month, I'm into Apple probably for around 40 to $45. I've got Apple Music on the family plan. I've got Apple News on the family plan. Um, What else have they got there? Uh, There's one more. I've got my iCloud services. Right, the iCloud right? services. So that's another 13 bucks a month. Uh, and now we're going to be going to be looking at Arcade and we're going to be looking at uh, at Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah, you know, a subscription at like 30 bucks a month would be really nice for me right about now. And people would go all in on all those services then. Yeah, I mean, I'm all in anyway, so maybe it doesn't really benefit <laughs> Apple no. to, to discount any of this, but it would definitely benefit me. So Apple, yeah. if you're listening. Uh, so Arcade, though. Well, I can see with the... I, I, the arcade's got 100 games out of the gate. For me, that might be worth it. Uh, you know, again, compared to the TV side, there's not 100 TV episodes there. You know, as much as I love Snoopy in space, uh, is it <laughs> six bucks a month uh, worth it right now out of the gate? You know, obviously, that's great if I buy an Apple product. Uh, I can try it out for free uh, for uh, a year. But uh, uh, I think there's going to have to be some more content in that, uh, in that pool. That said, I mean, if I go to see a movie, that movie usually lasts about two hours, and I pay you know eleven to fourteen bucks, whereas I will get all of Sexy Blind Aquaman for that. And I do believe there is a free month as well. Right? Free month, yeah. They're and doing that both for arcade and for Apple TV Plus. They did say though, Mike, on on the, on the content front, that they're going to be releasing new content every month too. So they haven't you know shared all of their surprises yet, I guess. Yeah. So uh, we were talking then about getting a free subscription for a year with new Apple products and we've got a host of new Apple products. Conveniently. Yes. <laughs> As if by magic. Uh, so the first one that they brought up was the iPad, uh, not the iPad Pro, but the iPad, the seventh generation, I think? Seventh generation. Yeah. And, and so this was, uh, this is basically their entry level model. It's their best selling model. It's the number one model for new iPad buyers. Uh, and it's, uh, it, it's it's got a bunch of really new features, right? It's got a bigger screen. It's got a bigger screen. So it was a nine point seven inch, and it, now it's now t- it's ten point two. And in addition to that, we've also got the smart connector for the keyboard, right? Mike, I remember the the first time that we saw the iPad Pro come in, we were all sort of very excited that the iPad had now got this Surface Pro feature, yes. having a keyboard <laughs> that it could work with. Well, I think it's super important because uh, you know a lot of people they use the iPad. Uh, they buy these uh, external keyboards, and a, a lot of them are obviously Bluetooth because they don't have a smart connector on the older iPads. And, I mean, that's okay, but Bluetooth is kind of a finicky thing. It's not, you know, a seamless, smooth, uh, uh, you know, transition to put that keyboard on. So with a smart connector uh, on the newer iPads, including this one, uh, just to have that keyboard magnetically attach and just instantly work, I think, is uh, well worth the price. I've got to say, the day that I bought my iPad Pro, I bought the pencil and I bought the keyboard to go with it. And those three pieces have not been separate for more than a few minutes at a time since I purchased this thing. 
It's, it's almost like it, it's kind of a default thing. You know, it, I've got this little mini laptop mm-hmm. and every once in a while I'll pop it out of the case and be like, wow, this is really thin and light when I don't <laughs> have all of this extra hardware. But the functionality that, that I get from that keyboard, because it's also a stand, right? See, but that's, that's kind of the reason why I don't have an iPad Pro. Because mm. for the same money of all your accessories and stuff, you could get a MacBook. <laughs> Well, I've, got, I've got one of those two. You got to collect them all. It's like Pokemon, right? Um, Pokemon stay. Yeah, but but I mean that's that's the thing is you know I've got this beautiful MacBook Pro that I've got sitting in front of me right now. But a yeah. lot of the time when I want to go somewhere, you know, thirteen inches of what is it, four pounds of MacBook versus a pound and a half of ten inches of iPad, eh, it's an e- it's an easy decision. Also, uh, you know, I'm a, a frequent purveyor of the the, the Merce, the male purse. I think I'm the only one really rocking those around here. But uh, the, the MacBook doesn't fit in there. And so if I'm going to get my Merce on, I've got to have the You iPad. need a bigger Merce. That's right. <laughs> there it is. An, an Apple leather Merce would be amazing. Uh, Amaze. But I'm, wonder, I went, I'm wondering who they're going after with this new uh, iPad. Obviously, the price is much lower. It's got the magnetically uh, attached keyboard option as well, as well as the pencil. Uh, you know, are they making a big play in the discount laptop market? I think so. I mean, they showed comparisons to the number one selling laptop, PC laptop yeah. uh, in the market. And they were like, you know what? We're lighter. We've got longer battery life. We're cheaper. We've got the pencil. We've got the keyboard. There was some serious shade being thrown at the PC market here. And, and Tim did mention iPadOS a lot as yes. well. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to see lots more functionality from this space as well, I think. So here's kind of the thing that I've been noticing over this whole keynote. We've got, well, we've got one, uh, two more products to get to. Yes. But... It feels like the Apple of old. This actually feels like Apple circa 2001 to 2003-ish. They were talking about, you know, the functionality of the technology and the software and not so much the custom diamond-mined aluminum. (laughs) It feels like the shadow of Johnny Ive has kind of been lifted from Apple. The design is still beautiful and it's these are still gorgeous products, but it's not as focused on the aesthetics it's sort of this combination now it almost feels like you know what we've licked the aesthetics this is these things look great we don't need to sexify them every year <laughs> um we we can now focus on how people are going to work with them this actually felt like going back in time in my opinion to a time where i was a little bit more on board with the direction of apple hmm. so speaking of those new products mike you love your watches Yes, and you know what? I think before we get there, and it's killing me not being in front of the control board right now because <laughs> uh, I'm a control freak, but I think we should take a break because uh, after the break, let's talk about the new Apple Watch and the new iPhone Pros. All right, stay with us. Back after this. And welcome back to Get Connected. We are talking about all things Apple right now. We've got Mike Agrabo in Germany. Uh, I'm Graham Williams, and we're here with John Beeler. And so we were just about to talk about the watch. Mike, what did you love about it? I like that the face is all, all, always on now. We see this with a lot of the other smartwatches out in the market, and I'll be actually talking about some of the ones that I saw here at the big EFA show in Germany, including ones from Garmin and also Asus that I think will give Apple a run for their money. But one of their big features is that their watch faces are always on, uh, whereas the Apple Watch, uh, you're basically uh, only seeing that face when you turn uh, your wrist uh, to your face to see it. And that's when it lights up. And so they've done a lot of really cool things here. They've got a new type of display. Uh, they've got a new power controller inside, so they can manage to still get that whole 18-hour all-day battery life. Uh, the other big feature with the Apple Watch this year is that they've dropped the price of the entry-level model. 
So they're trying to make this even more accessible. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. This is the number one selling smartwatch in the world by a long shot. And Apple has now just fired a shot across the bow of all of those other watches saying, cool, yeah, we're always on. Yeah, we actually have one of the lowest entry price points on the market. And the highest, if you go to the other end of the spectrum. The, the beautiful <laughs> titanium and ceramic. That's right. I mean, it's no 18 karat gold. What was it? $24,000 Canadian base model. But they start at like 945 or something like that. Yeah. Now, Canadian. I mean, I, I paid what? About a thousand bucks, I think, for my stainless steel that I'm wearing right now, which I smashed two weeks ago and cost me $100 to get it repaired. But uh, that's still nowhere near the $9,000 of these uh, beautiful high models. Anybody here picking up the ceramic? Not so no, much. no, no, not yet. Okay, uh, but I, I'm loving this new watch. And uh, what I love about Apple with the Apple watches so far is they basically kept the same form factor right from the beginning. Uh, the last model, the Series 4 and this new Series 5, have a little bit uh, of a larger size, but they still have the compatibility with all the watch straps, which I think is fantastic. Uh, and uh, I, I like the fact that uh, they're able to keep the battery life and have the screen on uh, on full-time as well. The, the other big feature with straps this year is they're now letting you, both online and in-store, go in, pick the casing that you want, so stainless steel or aluminum or ceramic or titanium in the color that you want, and then pick whichever strap you want as well. Which makes a lot of sense. Because, I mean, I've got to admit, the strap that came with my Apple Watch, I've worn once, and that was literally the day that I got it. Mine's not. Mine's never been taken out of the package. Yeah, so good for Apple on that one. Lowering some waste and actually making things, a little, again, a little bit less expensive. You don't have to spend the extra money for that. Let's also mention something I was actually kind of surprised about is the compass. And, right. you know, so that's a new feature that they've, they've added. It's just probably another part of the system on a chip processor. But it actually comes with some interesting watch face complications. There's a dedicated app that gives you, like, you know, all your different settings like that. So it's really good if you're going hiking and that type of thing. And also the compass will be available to developers to take access to as well through the developer kit. All the geocaching all the time. with Right. <laughs> very, yes. very cool stuff. So that brings us to the PS de Resistance the iPhone 11 and the iPhone 11 Pro. These things are, they're, they're an evolution, not a revolution. Yes. But I've got to tell you, I am day one in on the iPhone 11 Pro. Now, Mike, you've used both the, the, the 10R and the 10S. Um, out of the two, are you, are you going to be 10, are you going to be iPhone 11 or iPhone 11 Pro? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I'm, I'm going to have to do the pro, right? Because I got to have the biggest and the fastest. <laughs> uh, there's no question. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it wasn't like a revolutionary or uh, evolutionary new step up with these new iPhones. But uh, I, you know, obviously, I think the camera is the big story there. They've added the third camera lens, so now it's kind of on par with a lot of the other Android phones, uh, the ones that we're seeing from uh, Samsung and uh, and Huawei. And uh, Apple's also improved the low light. Uh, sensitivity of uh, the uh, uh, the chipset there as well. So you're going to be able to get better night photography. So let's actually give a shout out to Android on this because as an iPhone 10 owner, I have not experienced gear lust for Android usually ever, except when I see the night shots that come out of some of those phones. And they have been so good. And I've been looking at my pictures on my iPhone 10 going, well, you're great in the summer. As soon as it's winter, I've got like six hours of good photography. So that third lens, I am so, so excited for. But here's the thing that I found. The iPhone 11 
didn't feel like a compromise to me. I watched that segment and I was like, wow, this is great. And it hit the end of it. And I'm like, oh, that's their entry level model. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a surprise at first. I'm like, okay, this this the fact that it came in like six different colors yeah. was the tip off for me. Yeah, um, which is nice. You know, it's nice to have those options. And uh, but you know, f- especially for the price point, that's going to be a fantastic phone for anybody. Yeah. So so looking at the Pro though, we've got an ultra wide lens, which the uh, the iPhone 11 has as well. It has a wide lens, which the 11 has as well. And it has this beautiful telephoto lens. Yeah. And so one of the coolest thing, things they showed off was both in pictures and in video, you can be taking pictures and video with all three of those lenses at the same time. And in video, you can even take uh, video with the forward-facing camera. So they showed this off with people doing interviews, kind of like what we're doing right now. And you're able to actually capture both video feeds at the same time. This is going to be positively revolutionary. Um, it's for, for making cool video content. This is amazing. This is something that Huawei had uh, sort of unveiled with the P30 Pro, but it never quite lived up to that kind of promise. And it was kind of a, a weird software update process to get that feature. And it was never uh, quite as useful as I think the Apple side is going to be. Very true. Well, we're, we're running out of time here, so we're going to have to hit, go to a break. I think we're all very excited about this. Mike, you're going to have to get some of these in for us to demo. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back with some more you about demo. Never, you, will never, you will never see them. <laughs> you will never see them. Uh, we're going to be back with more information from IFA shortly. Uh, so this is Get Connected. We'll be back after this. And welcome back to Get Connected. We have got some really cool, exciting news uh, from overseas. Uh, across the pond right now, we've got Mike Egerbo joining us from IFA in Germany, which is a very cool tech conference. Mike, you've seen a lot of cool stuff. What did you see? Well, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I hadn't really heard of IFA up until a couple of years ago, and then it kind of just kind of popped into my consciousness. But this is the largest consumer electronics show in Europe now. Over a quarter of a million people attend this uh, from all over, obviously, Europe, uh, but the rest of the world to see the latest and greatest in the September timeframe. So there's actually a lot of product launches uh, at this event because uh, a lot of these uh, manufacturers want to get these items uh, onto the store shelves, obviously for the the holiday and uh, Christmas uh, season. So uh, lots of interesting announcements. Uh, A big one, Graham, that I think you would probably love is Sonos, uh, the multi-room speaker company. Uh, They've finally announced a portable uh, wireless multi-room speaker called the Sonos Move. A little pricey, it's up at around $500, but this little guy uh, can actually be taken from inside the home, and because it's got a battery in it, you can take it outside onto the patio near the pool deck. It's water-resistant, and it's got that great Sonos sound and capable of uh, interfacing with all the other Sonos uh, speakers in your house. So this one was kind of an interesting one for me because this brings in a couple of technologies that, as a Sonos fan... I was sure we were never going to see. One was portability, because the idea of a speaker that has to be connected up to your Wi-Fi network that is portable didn't really seem to make a whole lot of sense. Um, But what they've done is they've actually added Bluetooth as well. So not only can you have this within Wi-Fi range of your house with, say, perhaps a mesh network, uh, but you can also, again, to your point, take this out to the beach if you want. It's got 10 hours of battery life, and you can hook it up with Bluetooth. Bluetooth is kind of the antithesis of the Sonos experience, right? You know, when the, the sound is playing, you still get your notification sounds coming through, which can be really anticlimactic when you are absolutely rocking out to Bohemian Rhapsody or We Are the Champions and you get that not cool. But it's a great way to actually have friends and family 
able to stream to, the, to your Sonos speaker without having to add them to your home network, which is kind of nice. Because you don't want to add your friends and family to your home network. Heck no. <laughs> I've even got a guest network for that, but my Sonos isn't on it. <laughs> uh, so so the, the battery power is, is quite good. Now, I mean, it's expensive, uh, but you know, you're thinking here, you've got the battery built in, you've got Bluetooth built in, uh, you've got the battery cradle that's got to do some charging. But there was one other cool feature that I am really, really excited to see uh, how and if it works. And that is TruePlay, right? So TruePlay is something that Sonos launched a little while ago. Mike, you've done this with your speakers, right? Yeah, it actually uh, reads the room as far as the audio and and syncs the, the speaker up to have the best audio depending where it is placed in the room. And and so the, the, the process of, of using TruePlay is probably one of the best things to watch someone do uh, because if you've done it, you know what I'm talking about. You have to hold your phone vertically at arm's length and walk around the room waving the phone up and down like a madman like it's possible it's possibly the silliest i have felt in a very long time and i do a lot of silly things uh so when they said it's got auto true play built in i thought this is like first of all there are no walls outdoors so how are you getting that sound bouncing off this but apparently they put together an array of microphones inside this thing where as it sends sound pulses out it knows how far people are for the most part where your listening area is and gives you a better sound automatically outdoors i am super excited to try this out because it is either going to be amazing or it is going to be the biggest yeah this doesn't work ever very cool stuff so that was uh the sonos move they also they showed off a replacement for the Sonos Connect, which lets you plug in um, things like record players or um, powered speakers, right? And I, what was that called? Sonos SL? No, it's the, it's the Move SL. Anyway, there's, there's a Sonos device that's a replacement for the Connect. Uh, but Mike, you saw something else as far as sound technology goes, and it was a soundbar. Uh, yeah, this is kind of interesting. Uh, Amazon's a, a big story here at uh, this particular show in Germany. Literally every device now has got uh, Amazon Alexa capability built into it. Uh, Amazon had a huge booth, and it was really quite interesting. And they were basically showing off, uh, you know, a sampling of all the different hardware partners that uh, they have. Amazon also launched their own sound bar with uh, Alexa built in. Uh, they're really uh, looking to give uh, Sonos a run for their money. Uh, which I thought was uh, interesting uh, as well. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of appliances at the show as well, Graham and John. And, you know, there are so many ovens now that have Amazon Alexa built in. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, uh, but it's interesting because, you know, as we know, Amazon was really going up against Google and, you know, the Google Assistant and the Google Home speakers. You know, from what I can see here, Amazon's just really doing a number on Google right now. And I mean, the, the third player in that space is the one that we're not really talking about. And we probably should have heard something more about today. And that's the HomePod. Yeah. This beautiful little speaker that, you know, has great sound because they were kind of going head to head with Sonos and they put out something that's great. I mean, we've got one here and it sounds phenomenal, but they're very expensive. You can't really get the same sort of mesh network experience that you would get with Sonos for anywhere close to the same price. And as far as smart assistants go, you know, Alexa has seemed far more capable with skills. You know, Alexa's kind of done for voice assistants what Apple did for apps, right? They, Apple rolled out that app store. They were first to market there. Amazon really hit that first to market with voice assistants. So everybody else right now is playing catch up. And Mike, to your point, Google, I don't even know where they are with this. I mean, they're, kind of, they're practically giving away home minis. They are giving them away. And, you know, I, it's funny. I actually had a friend say, well, I, I can get one for $10, but I'm not, I'm not really sure I want one. 
<laughs> I got one and no. I just had to pay shipping and I, I'm still not sure what I'm going to use it for. It's set up and it works, but I have echo devices throughout my house. Yeah. So I don't really need it. So, so it's interesting because I mean, I've got two echo dots right now and I've got this Sono system, but I unplugged my echo dots when I moved and I still haven't plugged them back in. And to be, to be honest, I'm not really missing them. You know, I've kind of got Siri for timers because I've got my iPad and I've got my MacBook and I've got my iPhone. And, you know, I imagine a HomePod would fit into that. But I'm just kind of sitting there going, this voice assistant thing is not really there for me yet. I'm, right. I'm still waiting for the killer app. I'm still waiting for it to maybe be just a little bit smarter. I think, you know what, you know what I did like? I love the flash briefings. Yes. That was that, that's the thing that I missed. Maybe that will, that's what's going to get me to, to plug that back in. So... We've got Sonos, we've got Alexa, we've got Smart Ovens. Uh, anything else really catch your eye there, Mike? Well, you know what I think we're going to do here? Again, Control Freak Mike uh, is thinking we should take a break. Okay. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk about uh, some smartwatches that I saw and uh, some new chips from Intel and a, uh, a little, I don't know what to call it, a little robotic cat. It doesn't really do anything other than purr and, uh, and vibrate. That's what my cat does. Okay, robotic cats, stay with us. Get Connected, we'll be back after this. Welcome back to Get Connected. Uh, Joining us from Germany, we we are asking the question, is your cat potentially obsolete? And with the answer, we've got Mike Agarbo from IFA with Tales of a RoboCat. Yeah, this was kind of one of the weirder things I saw at uh, IFA, the International Radio Exhibition. Uh, it, It looked like a furry round Roomba with a tail on it. And essentially, it uh, would respond to human touch. And so as you rub the cat it, or this furry cat-like substance, uh, it would uh, purr and, uh, and, and vibrate, essentially. So I guess this is for people that want an animal, can't have an animal, or allergic to animals, or, or just wants a friend. Was, was this an official booth? Uh, this was at one of the mini shows called Showstoppers, where they have the little tables of all these kind of startups. Uh, so they had a large crowd <laughs> around their particular table because obviously it was a very strange, uh, uh, animal so or robot animal. This is interesting because at Showstoppers at CES this year and actually years prior, I've seen a fellow walking around. Yeah. Is, is this the same guy? I wonder if it's, cause it looks like a pillow with yes. a tail. Was this a pillow with a tail? Yes. Did Something he, like that. Did he actually get funding? a little more robust. Maybe he got funding. Probably I'm, not. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Huawei, the you know the Huawei Robocat. Um, so, in addition to that, you saw some smartwatches and you saw some stuff from Intel. What's what's going on with them? Yeah. So the smartwatches. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the Apple Watch early in the program today. Uh, the other manufacturers out there are really giving Apple a run for their money. Uh, Asus launched their new Asus Vivo watch. Uh, and much like the Apple Watch has the EK, EKG feature that can actually take an electrocardiogram, uh, this watch can do that as well. Uh, but what was very impressive about it is that it had a 14-day battery life in it. Wow. I don't know what kind of voodoo and magic they're using, but uh, that's pretty significant when you compare it to uh, an Apple Watch that has uh, 18 hours. We're going to find out that they're tapping into an alternate universe and draining their power supply or something like that. (laughs) We're all copper tops. (laughs) That's right. 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, Garmin uh, also launched uh, a new watch uh, in their line called the Venue. Uh, many of the same features. Uh, the big one for me on that as well is that it had a, a solid five-day battery life uh, as well, going full tilt. So, uh, you know, for me in smartwatches right now, I think battery life is super important. You don't always want to have to recharge these things, but uh, uh, you know, I think Apple with their new Series Five is fantastic. It's going to be an exciting time for uh, smartwatches this year. The, the interesting thing for me is, you know, people are like, well, you know, I can't wear it to sleep overnight because people are using it for sleep monitoring. Um, have you guys, have you tried to sleep with a watch on? I, I would never sleep with a watch on. Mike, do you? Well, <laughs> I'm a bit of a nerd loser because I actually have a few Apple watches. So when I'm finished using my, my day watch, I put on my night watch. So that <laughs> Do you have I different bands for your night watch? Yeah, so I can uh, so I can track my my sleep. Yes, I have a night I have a night watch and I have a day watch. I, I'm, I'm picturing your pajamas folded with the slippers <laughs> beside them and the nightcap, and the night watch, and my furry robotic cat. <laughs> it's quite charming, actually. Uh, anything else that we should know from from Eva? Anything else sticking out to you? Yeah, a few more things. Uh, Intel did a big launch of their newest uh, processors. Uh, uh, you know, if you've ever looked for a laptop or a desktop, uh, you've probably seen the Intel Core i5 or Core i7 uh, processors. Well, they now have the 10th generation of their mobile processor, and they've really integrated a powerful graphics card on on it called the Iris Plus, and it is amazing, guys. Uh, they showed some demos of uh, doing video editing, uh, and it's it's fantastic. Uh, you can do green screen uh, recording now without a green screen. And, you know, remove the background uh, from, you know, the person that's talking, which is amazing. Uh, also, with the video edits, it's just instantaneous, uh, you know, edits uh, as well. So uh, it's fantastic uh, as far as uh, how far the processor technology has, uh, has come. Uh, another interesting thing for me uh, would be from Samsung. And they have the air dresser. Uh, it's kind of similar to what LG brought out a couple CESs ago. Remember they had that closet that would uh, steam clean your clothes? Oh, yeah. Well, Samsung has come up with their own version. They call it the air dresser. And uh, you can basically hang your clothes in there, and it will actually refresh them and steam them so that they're uh, perfectly you know, ironed out with no wrinkles and, uh, and cleaned as well. Wow, that's phenomenal. Huh. That sounds great. Yeah, I will take one. See if you can get one in. Well... Yeah, so that's the that's the trouble, right? So I think LG's uh, was coming in around two thousand US. I'm sure the Samsung one will be up there as well. But then you got to find a place for this thing, and it's got to fit in with all your furniture, obviously as well. So this thing's just got basically mirrored doors. It's uh, you know a little bit wider than the largest fridge that you can imagine, but somehow. You're going to have to get that thing into your house. You're going to have to probably get that thing into your bedroom. Will it match your stuff? Uh, I don't know. But I, I like the idea. I'd love to see this technology come down in price. Can you imagine how much money you'd save on dry cleaning over a year? For sure. I, I wonder if they could have almost like a, like a single slice version as opposed to a larger, larger or, piece. Or something you could install in an existing wardrobe or something like that. I could see. So here's the thing. Sonos teamed up with ikea right let's get samsung and ikea together and this could actually be a reality little pax wardrobe that self steams your clothes (laughs) samsung also uh, samsung also announced uh their galaxy fold uh phone has been fixed oh good and uh will now now be shipping in europe so i'm interested to see what the the latest incarnation of this phone looks like again it was their uh, folding phone uh had a few issues they recalled them 
Uh, and now they said they've uh, worked out the kinks on that and they're launching it. Dozens of people around the world are thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Samsung Fold, Samsung uh, Steam Closet, very cool stuff, and tons of great things from Intel. The air dresser? The air dresser. I like it. All right, so uh, we've got a little bit more up that's, ahead. That's my favorite. The, the Steam Closet. Uh, wh yeah. When are you back with us, Mike? Uh, I'll be back next week. Next week, excellent. Well, we're looking forward to it. What was the weirdest food you ate in Germany? It's all weird, John. <laughs> have you, it's all weird. Have you had currywurst? Uh, I did. There's a lot of wieners over here in Germany. <laughs> you like wieners, you'll love Germany. Currywurst it is. They put it right in the name, currywurst. Um, you've ruined both hot dogs and curry. Well done. Actually, I, I tell a lot. I love curry. It was actually really tasty when I was there. It's really, really good stuff. All right, so that is Mike Egerbo joining us from Germany and IFA, and uh, we'll be back after this. And welcome back to Get Connected. We are wrapping the show up here. And to finish things off, we have got John Beeler with our skill of the week. John, what have you got? How about a short bedtime story? We've only got time for a skill. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a skill called short bedtime story. Oh, okay. And what's really cool about this is you can actually have Alexa read a story to your child and you can give her a, the child's name and it will actually inter include that child's name in the story okay so what you would do is you'd say alexa tell bedtime story to graham okay and then she would tell a story to graham weaving your name throughout the story this is kind of exciting now she has to have the name in her database correct okay but there's quite a large database of uh boys and girls names yeah uh probably not some esoteric names yeah but that's fine and uh, there's actually a number of different stories, and they're adding new stories all the time. Very neat stuff. It's kind of interesting, because anytime I would go to a gift shop, I would always look for my name on those keychains and things like that. Never there. So Alexa may actually be one step up from the gift shop in Niagara Falls. I'm excited about this. <laughs> uh, now, I, I don't have kids, so I'm wondering if they have Stormy in the database, because I will definitely get Alexa to tell my cat a bedtime story. That's a great idea. I wonder if there's a way that you can request a name. There is, actually. They have a website. You know what? I'm going to be doing that because I've, I've got a dog named Solo and I've got a cat named Stormy. And if they're not in there, we're going to make that happen. All right. Excellent. So that is the Get Connected show for this week. Thank you to Mike Agarbo over in Germany for joining us uh, for IFA, to John Bueller, my co-host, and I am Graham Williams. This is Get Connected. Don't forget that you can listen to us on Spotify and on podcasts on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else that you find good podcasts, as well as give a listen to our sister show, The App Show. So for Get Connected, this is John and Graham signing off. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.